Precious Father, I want to thank you that you have some word for us as we are preparing to go into 2024, a journey we have never taken before, full of things we don't even know, but we're moving with faith in you. We trust you that you cause us to understand your word. This word will prepare us. This word will empower us. This word will help us to walk safely, to walk in your path, to walk in victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to share with us briefly before we get into 2024 about the, what a Christian needs to do to be able to succeed in 2024. You need to share your life with the Holy Spirit. You need to walk in close partnership with the Holy Spirit, in intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You know, the ministry in which we are, the time in which we're living, is the time of the Holy Spirit. When Moses came, Moses brought the law. Moses was done. The Lord Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross for us, provided us salvation. Now when he was going, he told us that the Holy Spirit will come. And when he comes, he will take over from him. So the New Testament in which you are living, if you're a Christian, hear me. If you miss this point, you miss a lot. The New Testament in which we are living is the ministry of the Holy Spirit exclusively. If you miss this, it will be the same thing as when Jesus came, the Jews ignored him. In 2 Corinthians 3, 6, he said he has enabled us to be ministers of the new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws. This covenant is not of written laws. It's not about the laws of Moses. It's over. It's not about that but of the Spirit is the covenant that the Holy Spirit is yet is a good. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit is now giving life. So the church, the church age, the last days in which we live, is the time that the Holy Spirit is walking. And so at the conclusion of his life on earth, our Lord Jesus Christ told us in John chapter 16, verse 7, but in fact, it is best for you. He said it is best for you. It's in your own interest that the Holy Spirit comes. He said it's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate, which means your helper, your counselor, won't come. Please, they can come in and sit here. They sit up here. You cannot come and sit over here. He says, he says it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. And I want you to listen to this. And of God's righteousness. And of the coming judgment. Verse 9. The worst sin is that he refuses to believe in me. That's the sin of the world. Whoever does not believe in Christ is condemned. They refuse to believe in me. He says, he says and uh, yeah, the worst thing is that they refuse to believe in me. Ten, righteousness is available because I go to the Father. Why? Because when he goes to the Father with his blood into the, onto the altar of God, he obtains redemption for mankind. Which means he pays the price, he goes to the altar of God, puts his blood right there. Your sins and my sins are forgiven. And because he paid the price, we are no more guilty. What we have is called justification. The guilty become justified. 
righteousness, acceptance is now provided for those who believe in Christ Jesus. So you say, because I go to my father now, so righteousness is available because I go to the father. Then he says, and you will see me no more. 11, judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. He's been defeated on the cross. He was displayed as defeated, the wrong one. So he says there is so much more, verse 12, I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. Starting when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he received from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I say the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. In, let me read this John 16 from verse 13 in TPT. It says, but when the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on earth. He will glorify me where? On earth. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, and you believe that, the Holy Spirit does that to glorify Christ. He manifests it to, to glorify Christ. So you glorify me on earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. So he says, everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine reveal it to you. So the Holy Spirit is, has come to reveal and interpret the gospel truth about Jesus Christ to us. Because the whole thing that Jesus did was to fulfill the gospel. The salvation of mankind. The redemption of mankind. That's God's plan for you. God doesn't have another plan. So that's what God executed, consummated in Christ for us. And if the Holy Spirit didn't come, we would not understand what Jesus did on the cross. None of us can, because that plan of God is beyond human understanding. You wouldn't have known what the shedding of the blood meant. You wouldn't have known what, you, nothing. It's the Holy Spirit that came, began to interpret to us what Jesus did, how you got redemption, how your sins are forgiven, what he did in heaven after he rose. It was the Holy Spirit that started telling us that when he died, you died. When he rose, you rose. You couldn't have imagined it with your, with your brain. It's the Holy Spirit that started interpreting to mankind the mysteries of divine plan that is beyond human understanding. That's why Jesus said, it's for in your own interest that he comes. Because if he doesn't come, you, all my dying on the cross will make sense to you. And if it doesn't make sense to you, you can't believe it, you can't benefit from it. So he came to reveal what Christ has done for you and for me. And as we enter 2024, everything that Christ did for us is still very relevant. Can I hear Amen. So he said, you know, he, uh, he will also empower us to be able to serve Christ and empower us to live this Christian life that Christ came to give us. You know, and then he will manifest the promises of God when you begin to believe healing, for instance. He will make it real. Make it real. He will manifest it for you to glorify Christ, to reveal that this thing that Christ paid for your healing is for real. He will do it in practical reality. He's the one that makes everything that Christ did bring it in reality into your life. 
He's the one. That's why Jesus said, it is in your own interest that he comes. So in Luke chapter 24, verse 45, he says, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. That's what he does. He, op- he makes sense of scripture. Like I'm preaching, he will make sense of what I'm saying. Without him, what I'm saying will be Greek. Because this is not natural knowledge. So the Bible says he opened their understanding so that they can understand the scripture. That's what the Holy Spirit does. In Matthew 16, 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. So you didn't get it from human. No human being can interpret Christ. Jesus said, nobody knows the son, said the father. And nobody knows the father, said the son. Nobody can interpret Jesus. Nobody, nobody, nobody can interpret the Bible. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal who Christ is to you. And only the Holy Spirit can reveal what the church is to you. And only the Holy Spirit can reveal the kingdom of God to you. These are spiritual realities that is not revealed to you physically, but revealed to your spirit. So he said, Peter, you didn't know me because somebody taught you or told you no. It's the spirit of God that revealed me to you. That's what it does. In 2 Corinthians 4, it's the God who said, let there be light in the darkness. He has... He made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. He said, it is God that makes, brings revelation in your heart so you know the glory of Christ. And this revelation is key. Let me tell us something. If, if you don't have a revelation of who Christ is, you are likely going to worship the false God. Because you are going to worship what you think God is like and make up your own laws and rules as you get along, and do things that are convenient to you, thinking you are worshiping God. Every time a human being doesn't know who God is, ignorance sets in. And because he doesn't know God, he will will make up his own type of God and think that this is enough. And he'll be satisfied with it. Idolatry it's as a result of ignorance of who God is. People stick, you know, people do a lot of things that is not Bible because they don't know who God is. So they think, this is the way I have to get God to do this for me because they don't know him. They don't know him. The prophet Jeremiah said that the primary thing for a human being is to know who God is. He said, don't glory in anything. Glory in this that you know me. Because if you don't know me, you are going to create your own God. And think that that's God. No, no. So the accurate knowledge of Christ revealed to you by the Holy Spirit is very critical in worshiping him in truth and what? The Spirit. So you'll be satisfied with the promises he gave you free. You don't have to work to make him do that because if you know him, you know his love. You know his nature. You know he finished this thing because he loves you. And all you need to do is receive it by faith. You stop all the struggling and things, creating your own ways and things. You think if I do that, God is impressed. And God is not impressed. God's not in it. Jesus said they do, he said they will kick you out of the synagogue thinking that they are serving God. It comes as a result of not have, having a correct knowledge of who Christ is. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. You can't enter 24 being ignorant of who Jesus is. Because if you are, you are still going to worship 
something you think is Jesus, but it may not be. If you understand me, say amen. amen. So he said he will guide us in life. The Holy Spirit will be your life coach. I told the women, I said, pay attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If you, he will save you from trouble, save you from a lot of calamity. If you listen to his promptings, if you care to care, if you listen to his promptings, you will be out of a lot of trouble. So he's their life coach. Have you seen a team playing without a coach? Many Christians don't even recognize the Holy Spirit and what it does. It's your life coach. It's your mentor. It's your teacher. It's your helper. It's your guide. It's your strength. And it's here for you. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are laid by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So every Christian must be laid by the Spirit of God. Must. It's not an option. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says they are the sons of God. If you are led by the flesh, you are not acting as a child of God. And without him, we can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. John 15, 5 said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do how many things is nothing. Nothing is what? Including prayer. Nothing means nothing. You can do, Jesus said it is in your own interest that he comes. He said you don't even know how to pray as you ought to. But Christians don't, I'm telling you, you don't even, you say you can't do anything without me. So you can see what we're talking about that the, the ministry of the church is the ministry of the Holy Spirit now to coach you how to be a Christian, coach you how to relate with God, coach you how to be a husband. Is it not Pastor Sinadi that taught us one time how he was coaching him how to marry the wife? He'll coach you how to do business. He'll coach you in everything. Everything. Because he's interested in every aspect of your life. If you let him be your coach. It's not just church, church, church. No. He coach you in everything. Everything. So he says in 2 Corinthians 1.21, it is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He's the one that makes you stand for Christ. If you remove him, you fall. It is him that makes you stand for Christ. It is the spirit of God. The Bible says we are kept by the power of God. So in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we now have this light shining in our heart, but we, we ourselves are like fragile clay jars. We are fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from us. So we're just like clay, clay jars that can't claim any strength at all that it makes it clear to you and me that the clergy can do nothing. That the great power that works in him, making him do this, is the power that is from God, is the Spirit of God. So when this, this, the Holy Spirit came on uh, the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, 
He says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, everybody says suddenly. I want to hear you, come on. Suddenly. I said suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and they filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They received the empowerment to fulfill their callings, why God created them. The purpose of your living is to fulfill the reason he created you. Every other thing is you're out of order. The purpose of your living is not to be walking like jackass. It's to fulfill divine purpose for creating you. The person that created you had a purpose for creating you. We live for his pleasure. Amen? So the Holy Spirit empowers you to fulfill this purpose. Like I said, it's not just church. If, if he can make you so skillful in what you do that you become excellent. You become outstanding. He gave people ability, skills in building, skills in this. He gives people skills. What more of skills? And then these skills and things he empowers you with reveals Christ through what he's doing in your life. It reveals Jesus through what you are doing. It shows that something is happening in you. I remember here, is it not here that three, three young boys came here, came to church, and my wife was interviewing them. And they said, we came to this church because we are working with Kevin. By the way, Kevin was nominated as the best nurse in their job. The same Kevin I'm talking about, Kevin Ejiofo, was nominated as the best staff. Man. So, they say we came because he works with us. And we observed his life. And we saw something different. I said we followed him to where he goes to church. They were, how many of them? Three, right? One or two. Followed him. That's what the Spirit of God does. He reveals Christ. Because you become a sweet smelling aroma of Jesus. People smell your life. They smell Christ. They follow you. The reason people are not following Jesus is because Christians are confusing them. They are confusing them. We claim to be Christians, but our aroma smells something else. And they know who you say. They say, ah, they know, they know. They sit down, not forget about it. Acts 1 7. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. See what it does? You receive empowerment. This empowerment, you can't get it from any other person. It's him. So you become a witness for Christ in everything you do. In everything you do. In everything you do. I remember I was talking with Dr. Wubu. They having surgery when he was in New York. You were having very serious surgery of a woman was in very serious, very serious situation. And she said, he said, Pastor, you sent me a text right at that moment. And I had no idea I'm in New Jersey. And he said, that text came, that scripture was appropriate for. Where is Doc? Doc, you remember? 
said, that taste came to me. It was appropriate for the situation in which we were. The Holy Spirit knew he needed the word from him. He sent it to him. That's what he does. He's so faithful. It doesn't matter what you are passing through. He's there with you. If you listen to his prompting, you will see that he's there with you. He will never leave you. Never. It's not going to happen. He's so, so faithful. He's not a human being. He doesn't behave like us. He's not fickle-minded. That's what he does. Sometimes in your confused moment, somebody can talk to you or some thoughts come to you. Scripture. He, he, you will always notice him do something. <laughs> you will always notice him do something. Maybe you start watching something and they start talking, he starts ministering to you. Because God, God sent him to be your life coach and your mentor. Amen? So the early church operated in the power of the Spirit. Acts chapter 4, 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with boldness. See what it does? It gives you boldness to preach. Boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, and of one soul. See what it brings out in a human being? If we stay together here like this, another 24 hours, you see people shifting, becoming uncomfortable. If I change in seats, is that true of us? Huh? Some will use the restroom more than they need because they want to avoid the next... Uh, because they start finding fault. Either, uh, I don't even like his shit. So, look, look at his shoe. It's even payless. <laughs> we begin to find fault. 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 We find fault. 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 Look at what the Spirit of God does. It begins to manifest the life of Christ in you. And you say, the Lord, see fault. What you see is something you want to embrace. The Bible said they were sharing the same thing together. Nobody was avoiding the other. If I, if I say now in this church, if you have been avoiding some, some bread and lift up your hand, hands will go up. That's not him. Because you that you're avoiding somebody, you're not better than anybody else. Jesus has a word for it. They call it hypocrisy. He said, hypocrites find forth in others and neglect their own. Ah. Neglect their own fault. They minimize their own and then increase your own. It, that's what they call it. He said, that's the word hypocrisy. And they speak the word of God with boldness, and the multitude of them that believed. We are of one heart, of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in... I don't want to talk. Verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them. They were moving in great power. Great grace. And when they prayed, have you think about it? When they prayed, the Holy Spirit was able to distill their prayer like one person prayed. He was able to say, they prayed and they said. A lot of people prayed, but they had this unism of spirit that they were saying the same thing. And the Spirit of God recorded what they prayed. 
as like one person because they have unity of spirit. That's church. Love is the bond of perfectness. That's church. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He binds you together. The world doesn't have anything like that. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. And if it's, it's functioning in a family, it brings husband and wife and what? Binds them together. In a way, no, no, no family t- a, a teaching will make it happen. It's called the power of the Spirit. He binds your souls together. Binds you together. He unites you together. You and your wife begin to think alike. You begin to think alike. You begin to act alike. I'm telling you. So we need to walk in close partnership with him. We need to. Once, once we're not working in partnership with him, our life becomes goes out of order. That's why you find a lot of quarreling for finding here. And you have adrenaline, you will sleep. You're taking a risk because it can cause high blood pressure. You, you won't sleep because you, 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 this person did this, said this. Is that why you came to this world? They say, the people will talk. As well as people have mouths, they will. So what's the, they will talk. The one you had, they will say more tomorrow. So if you keep picking out those things, you ruin your life. But if you, if you really have intimacy with him, instead of hearing them, you hear God. I'm telling you how it works. You hear who? You hear God. You hear scripture. You hear God talk to you. He will bring you comfort. If you need comfort, he will bring you. If anything, he will comfort. You haven't seen comfort until he comforts you. He will tell you how to resolve that thing. He will tell you what he's doing about it. He will tell you don't do anything about it. Sometimes he will tell you you need to have compassion. You don't know what is bugging that person. And you don't. His ways are awesome. Man, his ways are totally beyond human. He's always coming with stuff you can't. It's amazing what he can do. Small, small things. Small, small. You know, we're coming back from one conference and we're discussing about one type of soup. Pastor Zion and the wife were telling us why they were eating that soup. Man, I got interested. I got so interested that I said, hey, I wish I can find this soup in this. I want to tell you how faithful the Spirit of God is. Do you know that? I got to me? And I left for personal retreat. The second day, my wife calls me. Say somebody brought you that type of soup while discussing. And it was exactly what I desired. Exactly. He is, he is incredibly faithful down to the minutest desire you have. As long as that desire is righteous, he will help you get it. It's no need stepping over people. Leave people alone. The power that is working for you can do all things. Can I hear amen? So we need to walk in partnership with him. And the number one thing, if you want to walk in partnership with the Holy Spirit, is that you must acknowledge his presence. You must acknowledge what? Do not ignore his presence. If you've been doing that, you are doing it at your own disadvantage. The Lord taught me this personally. So you're ignoring my spirit, and it's not good for you. God sent him to you. You must acknowledge his presence. Acknowledge that he's here with you. Exactly what the Bible says about him. 
He's come for you. He's your mentor. He's your coach. He's your advocate. He's your standby. He's your helper. He's your strength. 2024, we are ready for you. Because we are reminding ourselves the things that will enable us to overcome in 2024. So you must acknowledge his presence. Number two, you must recognize that he is indispensable in your life. You, can do, you cannot do without him. When you begin to recognize that, it will arouse a desire for you to, seek, to, want, to, to want to have fellowship with him. If you don't know these things, you think you don't need him. And you will have a heart to seek intimacy with him. But when you realize that you need him, have you ever, have you ever, gone, have you ever tried to go to somewhere you didn't see your car key? Huh? How do you look for it? You search because you need it. That, exactly, that's how, that, what I'm telling If you realize how important the Holy Spirit is to you, you leave everything and go after him. Wigglesworth said, he said, I will, I, will, I will give up millions of dollars to have fellowship with him. He said, what it does is amazing. Money can do what it does. I'm not kidding you. And the kind of wisdom he will give you, if, you, if you're walking by his wisdom, it will, his wisdom will amaze you yourself. It will amaze you yourself. There is nothing about you that is important he will not tell you and explain for you. Nothing. All of them. So you must recognize that he's indispensable in your life. Recognize his ministry, that his ministry is in every area of your life you need him. You need him. He's the one that brings, makes healing happen. He's the one. He's the one. Open door is him. Everything is him. So Moses realized this. Exodus, are you following me? Exodus chapter three fifteen. The Moses said, "If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. So, how will anyone know that you look unfavorably on me and on me and your people if you don't go with us?" He said, "Your presence is all we need." It's what makes the difference in my life. If you recognize this going into 2024, you have won half of the battle. I'm telling you. It says, it says, if you don't go with us, for your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on earth. So if you know this, shouldn't you be craving for his fellowship, for his intimacy, to understand how he works in your life? If you know that his presence in your life sets you apart in your job, anywhere you go, he sets you apart. If he, if he operates favor for you, <laughs> people will do things for you like something hit them on the head. I'm not kidding. Like something. They will be doing things for you without looking back. And he's the one. Making them willing. He said, in the day of my power, they shall be what? Willing. I'll make them willing. You don't have to beg for anything. Not, it's not necessary. You don't even have to go and be looking at people's face. All you need is his face. He will direct you to the right people. Can I hear amen? So we have to recognize this indispensability of the Holy Spirit. That his presence in your life sets you apart. Sets you apart. Distinguishes you. 
And in, in, in Luke 24, 49, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from our heaven. The Lord Jesus said, don't you try to serve me, do anything until he comes. It's, it's, it's important that he comes, he said. It's to your own benefit that he comes. He said, don't go anywhere. Do not go anywhere. I, I was telling one, one of these big orgasms in churches that came to see me. And while discussing, he was asking me some questions. And they, they just wanted to discuss with me. So I was telling them, I said, say, one of the greatest problems we have today in the body of Christ is that we have neglected the Holy Spirit completely. I said, we completely ignore him. We don't even care what he's saying. I said, how can you make somebody a pastor who is not filled with the Holy Spirit? I said, you have violated number one law of service that the Lord put there. He said, don't serve me until you are filled with what? I said, we violate all these things because they go to Bible college and are taking the place of the Holy Spirit. I said, that's why there's failure everywhere. I said, if it's him, Failure does not show up. That's why there's failure everywhere. So we violate him because we, we are smart. We bring companies to, de to design for the church how to run church. That's an insult. They don't have any wisdom. He, ha he knows what he's doing. He gives instructions that look for it, but if you do that, you see what he will do. I told him. I said, you're looking for experts who will come and design for you, church growth. I said, where did you read it in the Bible? I say, the Lord himself asked to the church, such as uh, save, not your company. I didn't know nothing. About. They are hiddens. Complete hiddens. Running your churches. People don't know Jesus. So we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and then we need to pray in the Spirit all the time. A lot. Jude 1.20, I'm reading TPT. But you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourself up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit. Every moment. You want fellowship with him? Do it. That's instruction he's giving you. Do it. And number three, is to live an intentionally life of faith. Have I mentioned prayer yet? I'm telling you, if you don't do this once, even your prayer, what, what, what's that? You have, to, you have to recognize his presence. You have to recognize his importance to you. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to pray in the Spirit a lot. And then you have to intentionally Train yourself to live a life of faith. Let me tell us something. It's very, it's to be regretted that many Christians don't care about faith. Don't even know what faith means. And you are teaching it, they think it. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to what? And you don't need it. You don't need it. The Christian life is described as a life of faith. And you don't need it. Many don't care about faith. They don't even, I'm not kidding. They don't even make effort to grow their faith. None. 
It's ritualistic things. All this ritualism that's not based in the Bible. Again, like I said, ignorance of knowing Jesus will make you start all the ritualism because you think that's how God is impressed. No. God is not impressed by rituals. God is impressed by faith. 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 So we need to intentionally develop our faith. Hebrew 11 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So there's no point trying to walk with the Holy Spirit where you won't believe him. You don't make effort to believe him. The Bible says you call him a liar. Two cannot work together except they agree. You have to intentionally train yourself to believe what he says. Believe his word. Believe the scripture. He wrote it. He said, hey, be filled with the Holy Spirit, do it. Pray in the Spirit, do it. Just do it. You don't follow him with the heart of an adult. You follow him with the heart of a, a baby. A complete baby. Complete mumu. You know. That's how you follow him. If you start bringing your wisdom, you will quench him. He will stop and be watching you. Because he said, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to be struggling with human beings. Jesus said, I have pleased you to reveal this to babes. You hid it from the wise and the prudent. Once you become wise and prudent, you leave you alone. I'm telling you the truth. He will just be watching you in your wisdom and you'll be arguing things, making your case here, looking for some bunch of unbelievers to agree with you. You know, making your case. I did this to me. If you see what they did to me, in fact, if you know what they did to me, and they don't do some belief, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. But they're telling you what you want to hear. And when they leave you, they go outside and be talking about you. <laughs> I'm telling you what happens now. <laughs> so there's no point. If you can't believe him, how can you have intimacy with him? So if you develop yourself to start believing him, then two can work what? Together. First John 5.10. He that believeth on the Son of God had the witness in himself, but he that believeth not God had made him a liar. How do you make God a liar and you want to walk in intimacy? And you even make him a liar all the time. You don't even care. You don't care. Doubt and unbelief is evil and rebellion against God. Numbers 14.8. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which floats with milk and honey. Verse 9. Only what? Only what? I didn't hear you. Only what? I didn't hear you. Only what? Rebel not. If you don't believe him, you are rebelling against him. That's the Holy Spirit that wrote the Bible. Only rebel not against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land. For they are bred to us. Their defense is departed from them. And the Lord is with us. He called it rebellion against God. Then disobedience. I mean, unbelief is disobedience. It's disobedience. Romans 6, 17. But God be thanked that, we were the servant, that you were the servants of sin. But you have obeyed. He didn't say to obey the law. He said you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered. I keep saying it here. The New Testament obedience is totally different from the Old Testament obedience. 
completely different. You must understand that. Or you miss again because you, you, you think obedience is the Old Testament to be. So you don't care about developing your faith. And yet you want to live a life of faith. You don't care about them because you think, I'm obeying God, obey God, obey God. They're not the same thing. They are, they are, they are my, let me explain it to you right here. Listen to me. The Christian's, obe, Christian's obedience in the New Testament is a believing obedience. Different from the legal obedience of the law. They're not the same. It's a believing obedience. Without faith, we cannot obey God, can do nothing. Without Christ, we cannot walk in obedience either. So the New Testament obedience relies on faith in Christ, Jesus, who supplies us the ability, supplies us the strength, the will to do his good pleasure. That is why the just shall live by faith. Without which it is impossible to please God. Your obedience in the New Testament comes from your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives you the strength. He's the one at work in you, working in you to will and to do. He's the life in you. He's the one doing it. You come from complete reliance on him. Total dependence on Christ. The scripture says without faith in him, you can't please God. You can't obey God. You can't. Let me tell us something. Your action doesn't even mean you're obeying God. But that's motive also. That's motive also. I can come here and be crying, man. Hey, say, Pastor, I repented. I may not have repented. Because God watches what? The heart. That's where the trouble is. I'm telling you the truth. That is why the just shall live by faith without which it's impossible to please God. He said, This is what distinguishes gospel obedience from legal obedience. Legal obedience is fueled by a desire to earn merit with God. The time of Moses was legal obedience. It is not based on faith in Christ. And we can do nothing without Jesus. For the law is not of faith. If you want to understand it, go and read Galatians 3, 11 and 12. It will reveal it to you. Doubt and unbelief will hinder fellowship with God. He said in Hebrew 3.12, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own heart are not evil and, and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You can't have fellowship with the Spirit of God if you are not developing your faith. He said, we'll turn you away from it. You see why a lot of people don't know when God is talking to them, they're confused about this, because they don't, they don't have a healthy relationship with the Spirit of God. And that's what Paul said. So I want to bring you into a perfect relationship with, this, with the Spirit of Christ. I was teaching it on Thursday. So you should grow in your faith daily. Very important. And this means now you have to study your scriptures. Look at Luke, Luke 8, verse 18. So pay attention to how you hear now. Because if you are not going to hear and believe, it will affect communication. It is a relationship. The bedrock of relationship is communication now. Where there's no communication, what relationship do you have? 
Anything that will empower your communication with the Spirit of God will empower your, your intimacy with Him. So look at look eight eighteen. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, know who listen, <laughs> who listen, and do it. More understanding will be given them. But for those who are not listening, they don't care. Even what they think, what they think, what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Communication cuts. Because the one is telling you, you are not listening. You are not learning. You are not interested. You just come to me. And you go, shush. You just come and go. Shush, shush. Come and go. The last one I want to leave with us. Are you following me? If you are following me, say amen. amen. We are getting ready for 24. Because if you can, if you can cause correct and get into intimacy with him, you will go higher. You will take, see things without effort. Don't bother you. If he, he will take your prayer, rearrange it. You pray things that will surprise you. My sister said to me, he said to my wife, he said, if I've been listening to my sister, my brother, my wife wouldn't be like this. My life wouldn't be like this. Ask her. Say, my life will not be like this. He said, brother, my prayer life has been transformed. Listening to their teachings. He said, brother, God called you. And when your sister is talking like this, it has to be God. Especially your junior sister. The one that you paid him, is, you're like a father. <laughs> if he sees your wallet, he will finish it. <laughs> Make knows her very well. It's her friend. They say it looks like me. That's not important. So the last thing I want to tell us, we have to walk in love. Intentionally walk in love. Look, I've not brought all these religious things we do. I'm just talking about things you do if you want to really walk with the Holy Spirit. You have to intentionally develop a life of love. First John 2, 9. He that said he's in the light and hated his brother is in what? Darkness. Even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in... Do I have time? Chuka, did you put time for me? Okay, yeah. Make sure it's correct too, so I don't overshoot. He that said he's in the light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abided in the light, and there's no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hated his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth, because the darkness has what? Blinded his eyes. So if you walk in bitterness and resentment, the Bible says you are in darkness. You can't have fellowship with love. God is love. You're walking in a strange nature. Before you go into 2024, you must have to forgive everybody. Don't carry that in you. Because it's, it's a strange nature. It's not his nature. Look at faith, John 1 says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, he said we do what? We lie. We lie. And do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, he is in the light. We have fellowship one with uh, another. And the blood of Jesus, of his son, cleanses us of all neurotics. He said, walking in love is walking in light. Because God is love. God is love. You want to walk in fellowship with him? Drop every bitterness now before it's 12 midnight. Drop it. 
is paying you no dividend at all. Whether they are right or wrong doesn't matter. What matters is do what God says to do. And God will just God himself will vindicate you himself. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. God himself will what? My wife, they were persecuting her at her job. They were really persecuting her. Seriously. <laughs> Imagine, this one doesn't talk. She'll go into the bathroom and be praying and crying. Do you know it was a long time? One day, see what God does. They brought somebody, they, they, they brought somebody to do her job. The person said, the job is a lot, I can't do it. All their, all their supervisors came and said, is this what we have been giving this woman? And she never talked, said anything. They divided the work around. Even the one divided, people they were giving said, we couldn't handle that part. That's what she was doing alone. You see, when God came to, just, to, to vindicate her, she didn't need anybody else. God brought all of them to see what they were doing. Now, they were writing her letter, telling her how her life had touched them. She's here. That's why I married her. Tell your neighbor and say, walk in love. I didn't hear you. Say it louder. Say it louder. Say it louder. You don't lose. You, listen, you don't lose because God will vindicate you and God is judge. Oh, I'm telling you, God is what? The judge of all flesh. What's every man so it? Yes, just be a fool. Forgive, leave it go, let them ride you, do whatever they like unto you. It doesn't matter. When the time comes to lift you up, they can't stop it. Praise the Lord. 